Today on Health Seeker Stories, you're going to hear from Nish Desai, who is the co-founder and unleasher of Leisure Data at I'm In. I'm your host, Guy Griffiths, co-founder of The Collective, a fitness industry network on which these stories are published, and director of GG Fit, a consultancy whose purpose is to help more people to be fit and healthy by working with health and fitness clubs. Health Seeker Stories is a series of conversations designed to share ideas to help the health and fitness industries to collaborate more. If you'd like to hear my definition of a health seeker, scroll back to episode one where I set the scene for the series, or go to ggfit.com healthseekers for more resources and links. Stick around until the end of the episode to find out more about those links and follow-up actions. Next, there's a short message from our partners at Y Sports, and then you'll be able to get straight into my conversation with Nish Desai. Health Seeker Stories is produced in partnership with Y Sports, a focused social enterprise that works tirelessly to increase activity across the UK. We firmly believe that everyone should have access to regular exercise, regardless of age, background, or their level of ability. Y Sports hosts conferences, webinars, news, and blog articles to exchange, share, and promote ideas that boost health and activity. Their next conference is on 12th of September, 2023, at the Royal Society of Medicine in London. Find out more and get your tickets at ysports.blog. That's W-H-Y-S-P-O-R-T-S dot blog. On this episode of Health Seeker Stories, I'm joined by a good friend and colleague, Nish Desai from I'm In. We've worked together for a few years on various different projects, but yeah, I'm really good to have you on, Nish. Welcome to Health Seeker Stories. Thanks for having me. Just to, for those people who don't know I'm in, do you want to just fire out a quick um, 30 second, yes. 60 second description of, of what I'm in does? Certainly. So I did the math of the day and we've been in the sector for nine years, which is a big bit, a uh, bit scary, but it's nine years. Yeah. Thank you. Next year will be the big year. So for that period of time, we've been focusing on trying to help people to be more active big statement how to do that so we help create an open data initiative called open active mm-hmm. which is now funded by supporting in the dcms and part of all of that's about we have loads of great opportunities and activities and facilities in this country and we have lots and lots of reasons to help people to be more active loads of campaigns health campaigns directories whatever it might be but we're not very good at bringing those things together it's particularly hard for someone who's not a member of the gym or doesn't know what's in the gym or or doesn't even like the gym to find out what activities are available for them to do, the prices, how to find them and make it really easy for them to book. Mm-hmm. So Open Active was our for the sector, by the sector initiative to 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 make integration easier into, into facility and club booking systems. And then I'm in provides technology that powers the search and booking across multiple different platforms and apps. So what we do is make it easier for people to, to find and book activities and hopefully therefore get to get more active. 
Perfect. So if I, if I want to play badminton or go for a swim, um, sure, I can go to the leisure center or I can Google swimming, but I, I generally have to navigate through a few different menus and possibly some membership options and everything else. Whereas if I go through either through your portal or through some other portal, which is powered by, I mean, I can find a session and book a session and yeah, quickly become more active. Right. Yeah. And that's the idea. And actually, once we get over that first hurdle of it's easy to find stuff, we can start working on the hurdle of how do we make that stuff more and more engaging to different, different parts of the population. That's the next. Exactly. Like you said, we should be able to meet every, every desire for someone to be active, which is a harder thing for us to create in society to help someone to want to think to be active, they should be able to find stuff to do. Even if they're not used to the pathways that exist for the leisure, it should be quick and easy for them, whether on Google or anything else. Mm. Perfect. So we'll come back on to bookings and activities because that's where I think this conversation should go. And yeah, we talk about this kind of thing all the time, you and I. But just to to link it together, and I ask all our guests on Health Seeker Stories this, when you hear the word health seeker, what does it mean to you? I can see why you're asking everyone that question. For me, without repeating the word seeker and health, it's it's someone who's who's normally not engaging in their physical well-being, but is starting to or has started to do, but is struggling to, that we need to help in some way. Whether that's physical health or mental health, whatever it might be, they're, they're current, because you could have someone who's very able financially or digitally to, to help with their, their own needs. And I think when I think of what, when we say what health seekers, it's really about helping those that are struggling to help themselves. Mm. Yeah. So people who, uh, yeah, who are, are, are looking for some help with it, which is very similar to, you know, people who are looking to become more active. It's not necessarily for health reasons. It might be for half-term entertainment. There are a lot of people who are looking to be healthier. And one of the things, one of the reasons why you know, we got you on today is to talk about identifying them. You know, often people want to book an activity before joining, before joining a club. So what kind of, what parallels do you see there with people, you know, how we identify health seekers and how we can reach out? Yeah. So I think. What I think we have, when I say we, as in the leisure sector, I think mm. what we have that's quite helpful is there is a little bit of a default when we're, when, when someone thinks about, oh, I need to be more active and they're not, you know, they're not familiar with local clubs or the fact there's walking, you know, they will probably start thinking about the leisure center or perhaps the council will even point them towards the leisure center. And I think that's a particularly interesting opportunity for health health seekers as a as an initiative because are the leisure center journeys that we have set up to support those people in the ways that we're talking about and the way i the way i see it is that most leisure especially online most leisure center user journeys are all about driving people towards one action which is buy a membership that might be straight off the website or download an app buy membership because there's normally a login if I have to create an account in that account, I have to choose what type of membership I want, whether it's free or not. Mm-hmm. Often the free one might be further down the page or might be a bit confusing to figure out what is free and what's not free. Is it five pounds a year? And I get, you know, whatever it might be, that, that is the funnel. And I can see why that is. 
but I'm guessing the vast number of people that come to a website for the first time, a leisure website or any website that's selling a product may not be ready to buy straight away. Mm. Uh, they want to try. And fundamentally, if, if a leisure membership isn't right for that person, then making it easy to buy or maybe even cheaper because it's 30 pounds off for January you know, joining fee, whatever still doesn't make it the right product. Maybe for some, maybe for some it will tip them over. But if, you know, if you've got three groups of people, those that know they want a membership, those that might want a membership and those that know they don't, I suspect those middle two aren't going to be, those last two aren't going to be convinced by something that's cheaper. Maybe, maybe, maybe for some, but the vast majority are looking for something else. And it may not be something that the sender can directly provide, which is fine, but it may be something it can, but people just don't know it's there. They don't know how to access it. And yeah. it could be something like, you know, the sign that there's a pool and a cafe inside. Maybe that's, or a crash or, you know, whatever it is that helps people start engaging in that. But it might also be something that the center is not providing that they could, which might be something like, can we help you understand your health better? With yeah. the results of that, can we help you do, do other things? Can we help, can we tell you that actually there's a walking group that starts from around the corner every Saturday that you might want to join? Or there's something that's not physical activity related to you, whatever it might be. But I think I think that's part of what was exciting about health seekers and and the leisure center as a hub for for the community around health. Yeah, and it's I mean I've 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 done that myself. I, I have tried to go for a swim with my kids in half time, and I've asked a leisure center, and they have recommended you know the platinum membership to me because I would save eighty pounds. By going that route, and I, I wanted a you know five ten pound swim, three of us, and I, th I think you're absolutely right. And it is we do have fantastic facilities. We've got great people within them, but there is this this funnel and this drive towards the answer for everyone is membership, and there needs to be more of a nurturing, conversational approach. And I've seen some of the chart, or we've been chatting about some of the, some of the charts and, and flows that, that you design, uh, I'm in, which, you know, are always really interesting because rather than saying someone inquires, we get them to a membership, someone inquires, they, you know, why not, why not offer them a swim? Probably not a great example because pools are generally full, but you know, a badminton court or a place in that Pilates class that, you know, isn't always full. Yeah. We could make a little money from it. But actually it's about providing a taste of what the future member could get whilst at the same time filling your booking sheet and filling your leisure center, or even filling the church hall down the road with, you know, an extra couple of bums or feet on the Zumba mat. I'm not sure how that works. No, exactly. I separate this conversation. I, I have, I have this, uh wild idea about abolishing wait lists from the sector. I mean, having a list of people that want to be active, but can't in the sector where we have inactivity issues seems a bit bonkers, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, this is, this is, this is exactly what I think is super interesting, which is if someone's going to come back to what any facility, they need to have hit a number of different things, which is, do I feel great afterwards? Did I feel great during, did I have fun? Do I feel like I'd be part of this community? Yeah, and those are the, all those things, depending on what the person is looking for. And did, did this, did this help change the health metrics that I was told I need to impact? That might come, mm. but it's not the reason that they'll stay long-term, I don't think, unless they become like a dedicated 
swimmer or a runner or whatever it might be, weightlifter. Mm. I think it's more about can I can I see myself enjoying this? If fundamentally they're not gym people and not swim people, because either they've tried or they just don't know what it is. Like swimming in lanes might be, you know, I find it particularly boring, but I do it because it's convenient. But there's loads of stuff happening in the pool. Maybe it's such as, as simple as like my local pool has what would you call them seats for the I guess people to watch your mum yeah, yeah. does. So could it be a session where people can kind of just go there with someone from reception and, ha- and watch for 10 minutes and come back just to see what it looks like in the pool? Mm. Like that's that kind of stuff, which is like, how do we overcome this inertia? And right now we don't really have much more than have a free visit or use the, you know, here's the gym membership or the kid, actually kids, I think are much better served because they have 30 pounds for six activities over half term. I saw that and I was like, that'd be great if that was for adults. I'd try that. Yeah. Not, not at half term because it's too busy. Not half term and not with kids, but for adults yeah. version out. But as a, yeah, as a, as a taster. And I think the other key thing, and you know, one of the things you talk, talk about or talk to a lot, Nish, is, is the, let's just get people into the center. Let's just get them in by hook or by crook to do something. Yeah. To do an activity without jumping straight to the, it's this on a monthly direct debit and you know, all the fantastic benefits, you can use any class and you can use the pool and you can use the gym, but I wasn't interested in any of that. I just wanted to book a badminton court on a Tuesday. Okay. Book a badminton court on a Tuesday, you know, it costs this bosh, there we go. It's done. And we're now in an experience and we're able to nurture that member part of what you do, as I understand it is then, you know, work with that club or client on what happens next on the follow-up. Is that, is that right? We're starting to do more of that for sure, which is if you make it really easy for people to book mm. and someone's booking swimming six times a month, how do we, how do we help them? If a member, if a swim membership isn't enough for them right now, for whatever reason, how do we help them understand what else there is at the club? Do they, do they just, have they tried everything else or do they just not know? Are they fine? Should we just leave them? You know, just mm-hmm. give them the easy access, let them give you, give you their money and just let them carry on. If someone comes four times or drops off for a month that comes again, you know, what are these, what are these, what are these behaviors telling us? But fundamentally, how do we engage with these people and get the feedback without disruption? And so things like the chatbot that we're trying out, it's not AI driven, unfortunately. It's a very, very place, but it's got lots of pathways in another way. Yep. Help people find stuff, ask questions. Can I park, blah, 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 or find activities. And then it's a really easy way to follow up with them once they've booked, you know, what they've booked, you know, when they've gone, there is already a Facebook message dialogue with them. You can send one message off this, how was your session? Mm. More than likely, if they're going to come back, they'll say it was blah, 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 and give you some reasons rather than thumbs up or thumbs down or rate us out of four or five without any other context. So I don't, I don't see much happening in that space to, to help those that aren't members, to help us find out from those who aren't members, how they're feeling on their first, second, third, fourth, fifth business mm-hmm. and whether they're happy where they are or whether, yeah, they could be actual member prospect, like the actual prospecting qualification, but this massive pool of people that are coming infrequently and as non-members, how, how, how do we find the ones in that group? That might, that might want to buy a membership. And I, I, I'm probably talking sort of, we should find out that want to buy memberships because I think that's how we do think about it in the ledger sector, rightly or wrongly. Yeah. Um, well, that's what, that's what your clients are asking you for. 
because they want to sign casual members up to permanent members because permanent members will stay longer. But actually, sometimes if people just want to be casual members and they want to pay per swim or per visit, you know, a, a lot of people are just happy with that with no commitment and are probably coming just as much and paying you more money. Sure, there is an argument to say, let's convert some of them, but the ones that don't want to be converted, no problem. However, let's, you know, let's still look after them. Let's still retain them, even though they're not paying by direct debit or you know, cardless or you know, whatever other method, but let's offer them other stuff as well. As you say, let's make sure that they are aware that we've got a pool or we've got a gym or that they could bring the kids down for this or, and just to bring back onto health seekers for a moment, you know, another option is not to say, come and be more active, but is to say, come and have this, you know, you've now made 10 visits, you're eligible for a health check and, you know, a little bit of coaching, get some measurements because you're, you're a loyal casual member, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think if someone's in the center, having the discussion with someone about their health check, uh, or even if it's machine driven, however it's done mm. at that point, we can say, these are, these are exercises that might be helpful for you within the center. Here's stuff that's happening around you physically and physical activity, non-physical activity. Here's the other groups that use the center. Here's their activities. I think that's a massive blind spot. When, when I look at most leisure operator setups, which is they might have a list of clubs, that's whether, whether that's current or not. And it's like, actually, if people want to join a, a community, that's, that's the list of those communities that are there regularly. Some of those might be closed. You know, my dad plays badminton with, with six others and they don't look the new members fine, but some of those might be open and that's, and that's kind of thing they get someone in repeatedly and they're like, oh. Gyms here, I can try the gym and all that. They're for a swim. You know, that's how you start getting people into the rest of the facilities. Yeah, so, or as, as you say, the walking group that goes from it's, it's nothing to do with the site, but they meet her on a Thursday and they, yeah, they all come in for a cappuccino afterwards. Or yeah, the table tennis club who have actually booked out the hall. And if you want to join that club, you can effectively use the site, the center for, for not for free, but they're paying for it. You join the club, you'll be able to join them. And put, so it's putting those options out there as well as you know the the bread and butter of what you do which is that here's the timetable let's help fill the gaps right that's it and i think that's part of the yeah bo was a it was a facility manager of, of some shape and size that how wide i'd be excited about i don't know i don't know this isn't necessarily the, like the, the newest thing in terms of health assessments but it's the route it's the route that we take people on after during mm -hmm. and after which is not You've now qualified for a free one-to-one -one PT session on the, on the path to becoming a full-time gym member, which might, might be great for some. And it's good that the PT knows about, yeah, you know, the different body composition results, or whatever mm. else it might be. But really it's like, if you've got, if, if health is the reason we're bringing someone to be interested in engaging with us as a sector, then, then how do we give them the maximum amount of, how do we maximize the potential for them to find the next step with us? And that's giving them options. And the leisure centers have loads of options, but I just think we tend not to highlight enough of them or any of them other than the ones that are directly run by the centers and, and unfortunately make them the most money. E-memberships, the spa, not things turning to spas, the cafes, fine. 
But actually, if someone's never going to use a gym and tell them there's a free, a low cost gym, whatever, is not going to change that. But getting them into the center, having them walk past the gym, seeing people in there that look like them, use the gym, that's going to get them in. And maybe the gym's not even the goal for them. Maybe, mm-hmm. like you said, they, they become bad when they club that then books four courts out on the block booking every two weeks rather than just three. And that's how you increase your but And I think that's how we grow. That's how we grow our sector. Mm. Which is, if we've got those groups of people, obviously very crudely put, those that want memberships, those that might, those that don't, we're going to get, get people from those from the first two over paying regularly, whether those memberships or not, but paying regularly into, into usage of facilities. And I don't think we're going to get there when our different pathways in of which one I think is health seekers. Yeah. Perfect. I think, well, as always, and as with most of these conversations, we could probably record for hours and hours, but we're, 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 we're trying to keep them to 20, 30 minutes for now. So it would be great to get you back on at some point, Nish, to have a, a further chat and, and tell some more stories about it, if that's all right. Love to if you have me. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And if people want to reach out, if people want to connect with you, in the meantime, we'll find out more about Ivan. Where's the best place to go? If you want to chat with me, LinkedIn is probably the best place. So feel free to send me a message on there or, or connect. Otherwise, other contact details on our website, imin.co. I-M-I-N You'll find my links on there with the contact details. Awesome. Thank you very much for your time, Nish. Look forward to catching up with you soon. Thanks, Guy. Cheers. Thanks for listening all the way to the end of this episode. I hope you found this one interesting. I think there's a really important part of the puzzle here that Nish has a particular way of looking at and solving in terms of bringing people to leisure centers or to fitness facilities, as well as using the data, which is really important to just nurture and support these health seekers. If you want to find out more about how health seeker projects are working for clubs, then listen to the other episodes. The next one in the series is with Dr. Glenda Riddle-Allen, and there's lots more available to stream right now. The four actions available to you are at ggfit.com slash healthseekers. The first two cost nothing. You can download the Health Seekers playbook, or you can add your facility to the map of body composition devices that we're building for people to find health checks. The third option is to book a strategy call with me to discuss how health seekers could work for your business. There may still be some discounted sessions available depending on timing. Finally, there's the Health Seeker coaching course that we built with FutureFit, also linked from that landing page, ggfit.com healthseekers. Don't forget to check out our partners' website, please, and their conferences at ysports.blog. It would be great to see you at one of their events, either the 12th of September, which is the Improving Health and Increasing Activity Conference, or on Wednesday 25th of October, the Y-Sports Annual Conference. Both these events are at the Royal Society of Medicine in London. Thanks again for listening. Please like and subscribe to get future episodes and get in touch if you'd like to join the conversation.